right, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And sitting next to me here in our mobile studio is the one and only Pastor Reverend Ray Jewell. Well, thanks, Kevin. I think it's good to be back. But if you're going to call me Reverend, I'm not I'm not yeah. coming back. <laughs> is that all it takes? That's all it takes. That's all I had to do from day one? I mean, God is the only Reverend one, <laughs> and uh, I'll reserve that title for him. All right. Well, we are following up um, our trip to Madison. In fact, we are on the way home. We are in the car, yeah. and we are on the way home from Madison. So last week we aired the, our episode with Matt Sandy. Matt is the legislative director at Pro Life Wisconsin, and so we were there at the at the Pro Life March, March for Life in, in Madison, Wisconsin, the second annual. And um, so it was it was a pretty interesting experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to share some of your interaction with the other side? Yes. Yeah, so um, we're gonna I'm gonna air some little clips here. So uh, this first clip. I'm gonna play. Uh, we have a new, new name for the podcast. Oh yeah! <laughs> it's the uh, it's the Dead Baby Podcast. So um, we were so we we came and we arrived a little early because you know that's what Ray and I do. But uh, there was a huge amount of protesters, and I want to post the pictures, but I can't post all of the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> because some of these women that were protesting were uh, they were topless. I don't know why, of why they needed to do that to get across their message, but nevertheless, there it was, um, and they were loud and screaming, and so I tried to have, so Ray was sitting down, because, you know, he's old and tired, but um, I, I ventured into the protesters, the sea of protesters, and I just, uh, maybe I can get some interaction, so I had one interaction, and let me, uh, so let me, let me play the, the clip here. Call me, hey, you look like a too, mister. Mr. Basic, what is that? Basic Baby Podcast? So you have babies at your house? You have dead babies at your house? You're trying to say? You're saying that you have dead babies at your house. That's what it says on your hat. You have a podcast of dead babies at your house. Again, you look like a dishwasher. And you smell like a goat. A disgusting, trashy goat. Pro-life is a lie. You don't care if people die. You do not care about women. You're not pro-life. Yeah, so we are the Dead Baby Podcast, apparently. Which makes no sense. That's what he said my my, my hat said, which says Basic right. Bible Podcast. Yeah, um, Dead Baby Podcast. This guy Explain was... Explain to me how pro-life people could have anything to do with dead babies. Well, there I, I know they think we're cute women. Well, yeah, but um, that's not dead babies. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that... I mean, the guy wasn't... Um, he wasn't very coherent. Yeah, <laughs> but he had a mic, uh, a megaphone, and uh, and this was one of the cleaner things he had to say. A lot of it was uh, too vulgar for us to air yeah. without an explicit label, and I don't want to have an explicit label on the podcast. So um, there was that guy, and then... Uh, here are a couple of the chants that, that we heard. So there was a sea of protesters. Now, there were more of us than them, I believe. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there's we maybe a, 60 protesters, and there's probably a couple hundred, 300, 200, yeah. 300. And, you know, pastors, we're good at right, come, inflating come, numbers. Knowing how crowds are. Uh, it's like Donald Trump in the inauguration. Anyway, but um, <laughs> so here are a couple of the, the chants that we had. Keep your rosary! 
interesting crowd. Yeah. Um, I'd say mostly Catholic. Mostly. Or at least predominantly. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it, it was obvious they were there in force with, uh, you know. Statues of Mary. Priests and, and statues yeah. of Mary and some Knights Templar. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, but it was good. And the Catholics, I've always applauded the Catholics for being in the forefront of the pro-life movement from the very beginning. Right. And this has been, I mean, back in the 70s, from what what I'm told, I wasn't alive much in the 70s. You weren't weren't there yet. um, The the Baptists kind of said, this is a Catholic issue. We don't deal with this. This The Southern Baptist Convention, as I recall, put out a resolution saying this is not something we take a stance on. Well, and... It's not surprising when you have that disconnect between the physical and the spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And that goes against the biblical grain of Jesus caring for the whole person. Yeah. And he doesn't dichotomize people. Right. So, um... So, yay for the Catholics on pro-life. You know, it's interesting. The first time I, I came to your church to hear you preach, you were quoting... Uh, the Pope. You're quoting Pope Francis. So I wanted to get up and walk out just to show my protest, but I did anyway. Um, hey, he says some good things. <laughs> I mean, he does some really stupid things. I admit, but that's so don't we all. <laughs> okay, so uh, what were your general thoughts on, on on the march? I thought it was very well organized. Yeah, had great speakers, and most of them were women. Right. They did have a congressman uh, speak, and that was that I thought was good, especially at the Capitol. Uh, Let me pause on that for a second, because I tried to get him on the podcast. Yeah? I tried to hijack him. Um, so I, at one point, I abandoned Ray. I just left him. He, that's because Ray needed to just sit. <laughs> and I walked up to the stage area, and behind the stage area. And I'm thinking, I'm the podcaster here. And I want to get some behind the scenes. I want to talk to maybe some of the speakers or something. And uh, Congressman uh, Grossman is one of the guys I want to talk about. Glenn Grossman from um, northern Wisconsin. I can't remember exactly where. Yeah. Um, but he's a solidly pro-life guy. He's a Catholic as well, I believe. Uh, but solidly pro-life on this issue. And he came. And uh, so I, I heard him speak. And so I was waiting until after he spoke when he got back to kind of grab him, maybe get a sound bite for the podcast. But no, the guy being a good politician didn't come back up to the stage. He went down and mingled among the, the crowd, among the, the crowd, people. Right. So what a loser. I, I mean, thought I thought maybe he snubbed you because he'd heard of your podcast. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but we did get a lot of free advertising. I wore my basic Bible podcast yes, hat. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get you one. You do. I'm surprised. Um, I haven't gotten one yet. But anyway, so, that's fine. Yeah, but I got a lot of comments. Oh, basically, I was like, yep, 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 tune in, tune in, tune yep, in. That, so, that's me, that's me. <laughs> so uh, thank you to anyone who's listening because of that. Yeah. So I imagine that we're going to be one of the top ten podcasts in Wisconsin right now. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe Rock County. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think Rock County. <laughs> I don't even think Beloit. Anyhow. Not even my house. Anyway. Yeah, that's the, the thing about it, I mean, yeah, they had women sharing their stories their experience, uh, one that had was forced to have an abortion when she was 16, right. that was pretty powerful. Uh, the the mom was seven kids and now a single mom with yep. seven kids and four grandbabies, that was powerful. 
the, the leader of the one campus group. Yep. And uh, her statement was a surprise to me. She said the majority of the pro-life movement now are young women. And, you know, that's fascinating and it's fantastic that that's the case because they are realizing that they've been fed a bunch of lies. And I, and that's, I, I can't, you know, I don't want to water that statement down at all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I was impressed by the speakers. And I was impressed by the crowd. There was a good, healthy crowd there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last time I went to a protest like this in Madison, it was a traditional marriage rally. This mm-hmm. was, oh, man, it was probably 12 years ago now. Okay. And we were there. It was a weekday on a summer. And, um, oh, oh, man, uh, we were swarmed by protesters. Like, there were lots more of them than us. And they marched up from UW upstate street to where we were. And you could see the throng as they approached and uh, enveloped us. And it was it was a little, uh, little nervous, maybe a little nervous a couple of times. There. Yeah. But um, today, uh, this crowd was a lot more uh, loud and boisterous, the, these protesters. But for the most part, they stuck to... Um, they stuck to their slates. Except there, there was one, there was one guy. I don't know if you saw him. Um, I don't know if I can uh, if I can talk about it on the podcast. But there was I'll just say a female reproductive organ. Uh, someone dressed up as a female reproductive organ was, up there. I didn't see. Um, that. Yeah, well, I saw them, and then um, it was clear the the police kind of asked them I think, to leave, and so they were right up on the stage area. Oh, yeah? Um, and there was a good police presence. Yes. And, I mean, I think that had... I, I don't know... Because the pro-life group were not falling for a debate. Yeah. I think that the protesters wanted to get into an argument about the views and make it ugly. Right. And some of them tried to. The uh, the, the pro-choice people did. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a little... There was a little uh, Mason Dixon line, so to speak. There was a, there was a boundary, yeah. um, and I was right in the middle because I was taking pictures of both sides because that's what I do. And uh, they were shouting, and screaming. And the other guy, and they had uh, the pro-life crowd was not shouting and screaming, but they were they were chanting. Yeah. Um, but they had their pro-life stuff, and all of a sudden, some people from the pro-choice side jumped over the ba- and, the, and this barrier was not an actual barrier. There's no actual boundary there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all it's all well, public property. Sort of property. like the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> yeah, and so they came up and they tried and they were blocking the signs of the pro-lifers. And the pro-lifers never did that to the pro-choice people. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them were rude. They were purposely offensive, uh, vulgar, and um, I, I would say pro-choice people. There are better people to represent your view, and there are better ways to represent your view. Well, wouldn't you say that? Probably the majority of the protesters were college students. Yes. Yeah. I noticed some elderly women there. Yeah. I'd say mostly college people. And maybe that's why they're letting us see. <coughs> and I get this is a very personal and polarizing issue. Mm-hmm. But we can't have civil discourse. 
And these guys were not about that at all. No. Unfortunately. So, I, I, and you could hear some of that. I, I couldn't... Again, I couldn't air some of the stuff that we had heard. Um, it just... I don't want the explicit label on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then last week, we uh, we aired our interview with Dan Sandy. Dan Sandy is the legislative director at Pro-Life Wisconsin. And so I'm interested to hear what you have to say, because I disagreed with some of what he said last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious as to, as to what you think, Ray, of, of what Dan had to say. Well, I don't know that I want to be as strong. I mean, abortion for absolutely no reason. Right. Assuming that's what you mean? Yeah. Um, But I do think that the pro-choice people have written the health of the mother issue way beyond what it should be taken. You know, way beyond what really is a health issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even so far as to say the emotional health of the mother. Obviously, they've not seen people, how they've suffered after they've had the abortion. Right, that's not what a lot of people talk about. You're not going to hear that from the pro-choice. Oh, no. That's for sure. I, that's about all I have to say about it. You must, since you brought it up, I, I brought it up. got yeah. some so, stuff to say. So, personally, I would make exceptions for rape, incest, and the life of the mother um, in, a, in a legislative manner. Um, on a personal level, I would encourage people I know, you know, to, if they have been raped or, or find themselves in that situation, um, I would encourage them on a personal level to have the child. Yeah. I, I, I get nervous when it comes to a flat-out legislative ban across the table um, that doesn't take some consideration for some of the health issues that rape can involve, um, mental health issues, things like that. I, I just, I, I don't like one-size-fits-all solutions in anything. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, I don't know that I would push for a straight abortion ban. Um, but I, I understand why people do. And I, and, I, and I love their heart for it. And I get it. And I understand that. And I'm very sympathetic to it. Um, and I, and I, I, I kind of waver on that sometimes. So maybe, you know, I, you know, Matt said God doesn't make mistakes, and I and I agree with that. Um, I just I used to get nervous when we handle on the legislative level. Like I I have known young women who have been raped and have had their children, and mm-hmm. and, and are blessed because of it. Yeah. Um, and I think the world is blessed because of it. When it comes to life of the mother, my own mother, um, when I when I uh, was conceived. The doctors urged my mother to have an abortion because her last pregnancy before me ended in miscarriage. Her first pregnancy resulted in a child with severe mental handicaps, my brother. And they couldn't guarantee her life uh, that she would even survive another pregnancy because her body was strong enough. Obviously, she had it. She had the child. And here I am today. Yeah. And so... Um, Nothing wrong with you mentally. Well, at least most of the time. <laughs> I'm still a Calvinist, right? But, um, and so I, I, I would urge mothers I know to, you know, that 
there, there's nothing greater than a mother's love for her child. And I don't know a mother that wouldn't sacrifice everything for their child. And I think that even starts pre-birth. Yeah. So, and another another part of this issue, the comments about some of the signs of the abortion, pro-abortion people, yeah. is that pro-life people, not pro-life, don't care about the mothers. Nothing could be further from the truth. Right. Right. I want to be sensitive to someone who's had an abortion. Yeah. You know, where that will determine sometimes, like on a pro-life Sunday or you know, doing something from the pulpit, celebrating Roe v. You know, the Roe v. Wade decision to turn turning that over because. When they have that abortion, it was a legal thing for them to do. Yeah. And I don't want to upset people. I don't want to turn them off to coming and hearing about Christ. And, and God forgives and God yeah. has mercy and I mean, God is grieved. Abortion is no greater or no less a sin than any other sin that's out there. Yeah. And uh, I'll be, not this week, but next week I'll be preaching on the women, woman caught in adultery. Then, you know, love does not keep a record of wrongs is the, the phrase from 1 Corinthians 13 I'll be touching on. And, and these guys who brought this woman, I mean it's a trumped up charge. Yeah. And according to the law the, the guy should have been there too. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit. It was one of the guys that was in the right. crowd. Right. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit that he raped that woman. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all if that's how that came down. And yet, the person who has the only the only person that has the right to keep records of wrongs is forgiving this woman. Yeah. And that's an amazing story, statement of, of the love of God the love of Jesus uh, to anybody who's gone through this abortion, you know, had an abortion or had some other kind of sin, whether it's homosexuality or something else that we murder or something that we consider to be big sins. Right. You know, and yet just pretty clear that what we consider to be small sins like gossip or um Greed or you know, overeating or whatever, we, we don't. We, those those are the acceptable sins. Right. And and Jesus doesn't treat sin that way. He. And those are the acceptable sins because I do. Them. Well, right. Because and not just I, but my culture, which is the church, does. Right. You know the gossip and the gluttony. Those two especially. But I don't know. I think that. The love of God is bigger than any of us can really imagine. Yep. And, you know, we need to rest in that, and we should allow other people to rest in that. People people who have committed sins that that are worse than ours, at least in our own minds. Yep. And, you know, and that's, that's part of the problem. We're supposed to take the plank out of our own eye before we try to take the speck out of our brother's eye. Right. And that just sort of reminds me that I, I who am I to judge anybody? Yeah. Um, 
except for the grace of God, I'd be, I'd be uh, lost too. Yep. Amen to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I mean, I would make those exceptions. Yeah. Um, but on a personal level, urge the women in that situation to, but I, I to, to go ahead and have that child. Get having been in that situation myself, mm-hmm. I'm glad my mother chose life. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm. I, I don't know if I want to make a blanket legal, uh, but but here's the thing, that's not where the issue is, uh, and you know there are many women who are saying in fact the the women who were there chanting the protesters today, were talking about how we kill women we kill and that's what they're talking about they're talking about some of these exceptions where endoscopic pregnancies and things like that, uh, fetal abnormalities and things, and some of this can actually kill the mom and. Uh, I don't know of a pro-life person. I mean, again, Dan Sandy last week, uh, he, he's as pro-life as you get. He said, no, when the life of the mother is in danger uh, in, in situations like that, we don't consider that to be abortion. Yeah. Or, if, you know, removing a child that's already died is not an abortion. Right. And so I don't know too many people who actually want... It, it, it's, it's a, it's, I think it's a lie of the left. Yeah. That we're just looking to kill women and we just don't even care. Like, no, no, that's not, that's not where we're at. Well, what was killing women were the illegal abortions doing, doing them in the back right. street corners with wire hangers or whatever they used to, to do it yeah. before it was, quote-unquote, legal. And so that's where it's like, oh, we're going to go back to the back alley abortions. Well, are women going to die? Well, if they choose to disobey the law and they do such grotesque things as that, Maybe they will, but that's not on us. You're, you're, you're assuming that women have to kill their children, and that's just not true. Right. In, in most cases, and even when you have rape, incest, and life of the mother, those exceptions take, uh, as, as much as I've read, are less than 1%, uh, account for less than 1% of abortions that are performed. Now, one of the interesting things Dan, Dan is it? Yeah. brought up was all the doctors that are on listed as pro-life on this particular website yeah. that he gave. I think that that, you know, we we have, we can have a negative view of doctors sometimes because we just think they're in it for the money, right? And that's why they do abortions. Well, not all, not every doctor does that. Yep. In fact, the majority of doctors, they stick true to their oath that they took. They're trying to go. You know, to, to, you know, to do no harm. And, uh, that is, uh, you know, I mean, maybe that, maybe pastors and churches should take that off this way. All right, Ray's giving me directions here, so yep. if uh, I'm never heard from again, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, Ray knows this way. I will say that, yes, you, you know your way well. around your around Janesville yeah, uh, I, far better than I do. I uh, well, I grew up here, and this is the way we we used to go north. I used to go to school up at Rochester and. They had school back then? Yeah. History class, did you just like look out the window and write stuff down? <laughs> Janesville's sure changed, though. It's gotten bigger, for one thing, but everything everything commercial is out on this side of town, the northeast side. And it's always been that way. It's just a lot more of it than it used to be. <laughs> I mean, the old Walmart, that used to be a drive-in movie theater when <laughs> I was younger. All right, so any... That's where Annette and I went on our first date, was that, that drive-in. Did they have, like, 
movies with sound, it, or is it just the like, sound and G-rated? That's, wow. She would only go to G-rated movies, <laughs> so we went and saw Swiss Family Robinson. Oh wow! And Herbie the Love Bug. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you paid a quarter for it. Yeah. Right. Or... All right. So we're gonna wrap this episode up. 1982. As, uh, you were alive by then, right? I was alive in 1982. Yes. Well, actually, I was 81 when we went on our first date. I was still alive. We just celebrated 40 years. Congratulations. Thank you. That's. I'm surprised she lasted that long. I know. I think we're all surprised that she was able to endure all of that. Endure me, yeah. All right. So, um, any final thoughts, Ray? I, you know, God is the giver of life. And we as his people should do everything we can to help women who find themselves in a situation that they are considering taking life to help them understand the consequences of that for her health and mental state later on in life but just to also see that this fetus is a baby that was one of the things they were saying to well, us as we were leaving. Yeah, and I, and I tried to engage yeah, on that. Yes, but, you did. Um, but, but this, it's hard to engage with naked yelling people. And um, I, I tried, she, she had the megaphone in my face, practically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I tried to ask her, what does a fetus mean? We know what the word fetus means. Yeah. And the word fetus in Latin means little baby. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, continue. Go, sorry, I'm, I'm... No, you're fine. Uh, so... It, to reach out in love, to reach out, you know, certainly don't use the weapons of the other side, the anger, the, uh, you know, I've known people who justify bombing abortion clinics and killing abortionists because they're saving life. Yeah. You know, that's not the way of Christ. You don't save, you don't kill life to save life. Right. I mean, even war is, is a difficult thing. Right. But, but it's about peace. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Right. And, he's, and he brings joy and he brings love. And we are to allow him to live through us in such a way that that is what we are exhibiting. I mean, we could be the only Jesus people see. Yeah. And if we're you know, getting hot under the collar and yelling at the opponent it's just not a very Christ-like way of doing right and we do um, we want to stress that we love both mom and baby right and and it's not loving to kill your children right. I, I get that there might you know if, if this is a case of self-defense and the mother's life is in danger then you know um, you make the decision that you think is best but you know, in, in most cases, that's not what's happening. Yep. And so, um, despite, you know, what we heard, the, the hatred, I, I, I recognize not everybody on the pro-choice side is, is that way. Right. And I think we can't have some civil conversation about that, and I would encourage that. And so, um, but I, I would say that, yes, God is the giver of life. And yeah, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to say my, my pro-life view is absolutely rooted in my faith. 
Yeah. I'm not going to try to deny that. I'm not going to try to separate the two and just go through purely well, And why would you want stuff. to? Right. There's no need to. No. I mean, that's... We... If we are going to be consistent to the Christian faith, we live the way we do, and we think the way we think, and yeah. we act the way we act, because of because of who Jesus is. Right. And I again, and I believe God's truth is all truth is God's truth, mm-hmm. and so I don't believe in a division between secular, secular and right. sacred. Exactly. Uh, I I believe God's word applies to all people, mm-hmm. even if you don't accept that. Um, oh yeah. All right. But. That's a another podcast, probably because I, I I know some people who would hate that very idea. But anyway, we got to wrap this up. We do. Um, recommended resources. I'm going to recommend a little book on abortion by R.C. Sproul uh, that you can actually get free online. I'll I'll have links to that as well. At least Ligonier used to give it free. If not, you can buy it for a really cheap price off Amazon. So I'll have that link on the podcast. So join us back next week on the Basic Bible Podcast. So check us out, www.basicbiblepodcast.org or uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, the Facebook group, and then on Twitter and Instagram at Basic BibleCast. So until next week, have a good rest of your week.